What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Hooked on Sports. This is episode number 210 of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn. Thank you so very much for listening to today's podcast. And we've got things to do today before we get into all the games for the tw- for week 15 of the NFL schedule and pick the games against the spread. But I think we need to uh, to uh, uh, we're gonna combine material from two episodes into one because I was preoccupied with other things earlier this week. So we're gonna start by uh, by by talking some things that I took away from Week 14 in the NFL. I'll get into all the hot stove stuff. I'll get into the legacy of Wayne Gretzky. So um, of um, Alexander Ovechkin, excuse me. Ovechkin scored his 800th career goal last night, joining two others uh, at at the realm of 800 goals, and 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 then we'll we'll get into uh, some of the key matchups that we're looking at for Week 15 in the NFL. So I want to start with a couple of takeaways that from Week 14 in the NFL, and and no, number one is this is. The Arizona Cardinals are going to be in the wilderness for quite some time, and 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 Kyler Murray tore his ACL on the third snap of the game on Monday night against the Patriots, and he is out for the season, and it and it's going to take uh, beyond this offseason for him to fully recover. And when I say recover, I mean. He's not going to be 100% for the 2023 season by any stretch of the imagination. And if you are a Cardinals fan, and, and if you're especially a Kyle Murray fan, now, there, there, there are questions about, about his character and his toughness, uh, as, as we've seen over the course of his career. And, and the Cardinals start 7-0, and then they, they, they couldn't get... Uh, they, they couldn't... Um, uh, win, win the division. They barely uh, made the playoffs with with ten wins, and and they and, and the, they no show in the playoffs last year against the Rams, and 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 the Cardinals got off to a, a poor start this year. They have underperformed expectations for the twenty twenty two season, but it sucks to be Kyler Murray right now. His his ACL is torn. His season's over. And you really can't bank on him returning to uh, to high level production from Kyle Murray until after the twenty twenty three season. I mean, we saw that with Saquon Barkley. We've seen that with other uh, other offensive stars of the National Football League. And what what makes this worse, in my opinion, is the Cardinals dished out contract extensions to Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury and Kyle Murray all in the same off season. So, it, 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 the Cardinals are going to have to pay for, for a lot of stuff because it's obvious right now that Cliff Kingsbury is not going to be returning as the Cardinals head coach next year. I, I, think, I think that it's pretty evident after what we've seen throughout the course of, of, of his career man, uh, coaching the Cardinals that the Cardinals uh, got off to a 7-3 start in 2020, couldn't make the playoffs, they lost five of their last six games. In 2020, uh, 2021, the Cardinals start seven and zero. They finished ten and seven, 
and and la and th this year the Cardinals are four and nine and are on track to, uh, to having the top six seven pick in the, this year's upcoming draft, and and that that's basically Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach for you. I mean, I, I liked I liked the concept of bringing in Cliff and Kyle together. They were uh, they were tremendous in 2019, but since then. When, when, when the pressure is on, it hasn't been it hasn't been there, and and the, the Cardinals were just atrocious offensively and defensively throughout the course of, of the season, and and it's going to signal the end for Cliff Kingsbury, and they're still going to have to pay his contract. Uh, they they gave him guaranteed years from that, and this this is might ultimately lead to. The firing of Steve Kime as general manager about the end of the season as as well, and 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 I I thought Kime was on the way to being a being a good a good general manager, and on the path to being uh, being great uh, with with the Cardinals have Kyler Murray is surrounded with talent both offensively and defensively, but that hasn't been the case. And if you are a Cardinals fan, you've got to feel sick to your stomach. See uh, with. Uh, re realize in the future and and all the money that they're dishing out to Kyler Murray for for the foreseeable future, which means that they, they got to hope someone unloads the contract um, as um, so, someone pays for, uh, for the contract. Yeah, it takes a salary cap pressure off the Cardinals so they can uh, properly build a, a, a winning program out there. So it's it, it's it's going to be a long 2020s for the Arizona Cardinals. So. So, so that that that's one topic for conversation when it comes to the Cardinals. And second, we're gonna stay in the NFC. And what the Philadelphia Eagles did was give the Giants an ass whipping. That and the Philadelphia Eagles got are officially back on track for uh, for uh, be, being the NFC favorites to, uh, to go to the Super Bowl. And the, the and the last two weeks uh, are are proof of that. And I I picked Tennessee to beat Philadelphia last uh, on Sunday uh, in week thirteen, and I was proven wrong. AJ Brown uh, took his trade with Tennessee personally. He had the AJ Brown revenge game. Jalen Hurts was him, and, and and then they do the same thing against the Giants on Sunday. Now. The, the the Eagles already had a huge uh, advantage when it came when it came down to the talent uh, go, going into that game with the Eagles and the Giants, but so but but and this had all the makings of a trap game. It was uh, a, a close game, competitive game in the division, division rivals with ninety miles apart on I ninety five, and the Philadelphia Eagles kicked ass and took names. All afternoon on Sunday against the Giants. Now, I think the Eagles are, in, in theory, one of the two teams that can win the Super Bowl in the NFC. If thinking Philadelphia and San Francisco, I leave Dallas out of the conversation, even though they they and they have been good, and leave Minnesota out because the Cowboys have been making too many mistakes, and the Minnesota Vikings are uh, are, are have a plus one point differential. Which means they've been lucky with winning the one-score games, but I I look at the the Eagles with with what they have. Jalen Hurts I think took the lead in the MVP conversation 
uh, uh, with his another dominant performance and Patrick Mahomes throwing three interceptions against Denver. Um, but you look at the offensive line, you look at the receivers, you look at the secondary, you look at uh, you, you you look at the defense, and uh, and there's so many things to like, and uh, to be uh, if if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan with with the way they're playing, the Eagles have a two game lead over the rest of the league for the best record in the NFL. The Eagles are 12 and one, and you look at the schedule. They've got the Bears, the Cowboys, and then home against Tennessee and and New York to fi- finish the season. So. I so I expect uh, in New Orleans at least depending on what happens in terms of the playoff seeding in terms of of uh, of them clinch uh, clinching number one seed in 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 all relevant matters and they can do that as early as as the Dallas game next week so we'll we'll see what happens on on those fronts and. Uh, and in 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 the general scope of things, when you when you look at Philadelphia, that J- Jalen Hurts uh, has been great with with uh, the weapons and the offensive line with Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson and Jordan Maitala be uh, being incredible um, in there as well. And but and he hasn't faced much pressure at all with. Uh, uh, with making big throws uh, under pressure in big time situations, so we'll see how that fares out when 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 the Eagles get to the playoffs now. So I I, I think you 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 see Philadelphia and San Francisco. Uh, that then the next line I draw is Dallas and Minnesota. Then uh, basically everybody else. So I think that's a great sign for for the Minnesota Viking uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles that. That that they de- avoided the trap and 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 destroyed the New York Football Giants. Now, one other thing I want to I want to touch on in the NFC is Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, is relevant in San Francisco. That was a completely dominant performance by the San Francisco 49ers in 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 every facet of the game: uh, offense, defense, coaching, special teams. That, that it was a tremendous, may, maybe the most dominant performance of the season by one particular team over another in in one given week, and Brock Purdy was was, uh, was in, in, instead of being held back, uh, Kyle Shanahan let him loose, and I I, I am a, I I'm obsessed with with this from a from a Brock Purdy perspective, and and now he he has a realistic chance to. To, to help San Francisco secure the division, with 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 a, with a win against Seattle on tomorrow night, and and make make it a whole lot easier for uh, for San Francisco to uh, to uh, to coast on, on their way to the playoffs. They'll have an opportunity, a couple of opportunities, uh, with 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 borderline playoff teams with with Seattle and Washington the next two weeks, and and you know Giants fans and. The Lions fans will be rooting for San Francisco over the next couple of weeks with with their with their matchups, and, and San Francisco right now is is on a fast track to being a, a, to be a, being a, a, a team that can absolutely make a run at the playoffs and win a playoff game at home to start and then 
depending on how the Vikings do, or maybe have to win a couple of road playoff games to get to the Super Bowl. But but the, the confidence is high when you look at San Francisco. The defense, number one uh, scoring defense, number one overall defense. That that's a that's a a, a good part part of the recipe for success. You got Christian McCaffrey, you got Brandon Ayuk, and and you got George Kittle. And then then Debo Samuel uh, went down with an injury on Sunday, but but the the, the news has been positive from a San Francisco from a San Francisco perspective that Debo could very well return by the end of the regular season, which is which would be a huge boost going into the playoffs so I think San Francisco and Philadelphia are the two teams to beat in the NFC and then I think it by a wide margin because I as as talented as Dallas is I don't trust Dak Prescott in the playoffs especially uh what especially against a defense like Tampa or a defense like San Francisco so I think that's a great uh a win by the 49ers to uh, to to keep the train rolling here from a perspective of the talent. So 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 that so those are some of the things I took away from the NFL on uh, uh, over the weekend. Now I want to touch on some of the things that we've seen uh, across the hot stove in Major League Baseball, and I'm compelled to begin with the Mets and. I'm obsessed with everything that the Mets have done so far. I mean, we 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 talked we we talked briefly last week uh, in moment about the Mets signing Justin Verlander, and then and then we said they can't stop there. And what what did they do? They they uh, shore up the rest of the rotation by signing Jose Quintana and then signing Kodai Sanga uh, uh, to uh, to to be part part of that rotation. And then you throw in uh, 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 acquiring Brooks Raley to be an upgrade over Joely Rodriguez in uh, as a lefty specialist in the bullpen, which the Mets could have used last year. Uh, I think, uh, and then obviously Brandon Nimmo, eight years, under sixty-two mil. It's a it's a bonkers contract, but he's worth every single penny if you watch the games and and what he brings to the table and. And look, even if Brandon Nimmo's um, talents decline, he'll 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 still have um, the the eye the eye discipline to to be a great leadoff hitter and and set a tone for the rest of the lineup. And and, and we saw what what it was like facing Starling Marte and Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil in the lineup with runners on base. It it it, it was it was something to behold for. For everything I've documented, so I so I I'm I'm obsessed with that. They also brought in David Robertson to be, um, uh, uh, D- uh David Robertson to be um, uh, be be the setup man for Edwin Diaz. I love that contract. So the Mets have had a sensational offseason so far, but I also want to uh, not minimize. What the San Diego Padres did by bringing in Xander Bogarts, uh, for, uh, one one of the top shortstops on the market for eleven years and two hundred and eighty million dollars, and that it, it, I love that signing for 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 San Diego. And of course, he was never going to return to Boston. Uh, the, the the Red Sox never fully invested in him. Yeah, he totally deserved. 
uh, much better, and the Padres gave it to him. So, so now you look at the Padres and and the roster they have, and and a, a, a top four uh, in the lineup of Fernando Tatis Jr. when he comes back from the suspension, and then you have Soto, Machado, and Bogarts in in that lineup, which is which which is wild when 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 you think about. When you think about where the Padres were as early, uh, as recently as July with Tati still recovering from the motorcycle accident. Machado was carrying the offense. And so within a, uh, so within a basically 90-game span, they, they bring in Soto, Bogarts, and Tatis uh, to the lineup and make it make the Padres lineup so explosive on all different levels. We also can't uh, we can't minimize Jake Cronenworth. I think he is he is a as some as someone that's going to be great and protecting those guys in the lineup in ter- in terms of run scoring situations with uh, um a situation here when it comes to um the San Diego Padres and William Contreras and two other pitchers to Milwaukee. I love that deal for Milwaukee. And then, then the A's get a, a couple of my, a minor league prospects. One of them, the, so that that's a great trade by Atlanta. Great trade by Milwaukee. And if you are an A's fan, you just you 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 you, you just want to be sick to your stomach for much better than 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 what they're giving them. Chris Bassett went to the Toronto Blue Jays on a three-year, $63 million contract. I think that's a really strong, smart signing by Toronto on that. Wilson Contreras goes to the the St. Louis Cardinals on a five-year, 80. But the Giants made a huge move last night. Another bonkers contract. This time to Carlos Correa on a 13-year... $350 $350 million contract, and all I had to say was wow. And, and there were rumors last night that the Mets were interested in Carlos Correa, and the, and the Giants rushed to the table, and they were desperate for a hefty contract, and the, and the Giants had to get it done. So, 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 so the Giants right now... It's a half, a half, a, a not a not a terrible, not a bad lineup. It's actually a a a pretty good lineup when 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 you uh, when, when when you look at everything here. So I I, I look at the uh, at, at that Giants lineup with um so with Mike Yastrzemski and Correa. They brought back John Peterson, Machaniger. So, so, so that's a solid lineup. I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna go under the radar, but I still think the Giants are the third best team in the in the National League in the National League West behind the the Dodgers and the Padres. So I think it's it's gonna be a lot to look forward uh, to from from that end. So I'm I I we so we we've got that going. We have Josh Bell has signing a two year contract. With the Cleveland Guardians, Tommy Canley go, goes back to the Yankees on a two-year contract. So I, I think that's a, uh, it, it, it's been a bonkers offseason, a bonkers winter meetings in San Diego. But I think the Mets and the Padres are uh, are, are are the big winners so far in 
in this offseason for, for Major League Baseball. Now, I do want to get into uh, an amazing accomplishment in the National Hockey League. With I'm obsessed with uh, with with Ove- with uh, with what Ovechkin was able to do. It's it, it's tough rooting for him because they're in the same division as the Islanders every single year. But they, but but you look at what what he's done uh, uh, brought to the table for uh, for for the cap the Capitals 800 goals. Only Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky have more, and he did it in a hatch with a hat trick against the Chicago Blackhawks on uh, uh, on um, uh, on Tuesday night, which is just incredible accomplishment. He and he's going to be on the Mount Rushmore of uh, of um, elite players in in NHL history. One of the uh, may, maybe the greatest athlete in DC sports history, and you look at everything with. With um, Washington baseball and wa- Washington football, and and th- and then then the Washington Wizards as well. So and and he's number one all time in DC. I know Walter Johnson, and then and, and then you have Alex Ovechkin, which I think has topped the likes of uh, the the likes of of his predecessors in. Um, in Washington sports history, so that that's going to be an incredible, incredible uh, thing when he goes into the Hall of Fame, and and, and how he's 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 compared for in in, in eternity. Alrighty then, so one more thing before we get into the picks for for the NFL, we, we got we got the World Cup final set, and it's going to be France and. It's going to be Argentina in the World Cup final, and I'm obsessed with this matchup. You got Kylan Mbappe of France, who is perhaps the best young player in the world, already has a World Cup under his belt, and then you got the legend Leo Messi and what what figures to be his last World Cup, uh, go, going for uh, going for uh, something to be cherished by Argentinians forever. And I, I, I think this is going to be a tremendous matchup. Now, I want to acknowledge the, the run Morocco made. That, that The first African nation ever to reach the World Cup Final Four. And, and th- their, their goalkeeper uh, and their defense was just tremendous throughout. The, in, in knocking off Spain, knocking off Portugal. On uh, en, en route to running into a team with championship pedigree like France. And... France scored early to make it one nothing, and then they scored again the last 15 minutes of the game to make it two nil at the end. That was that was fantastic stuff from uh, from France, and then and then Argentina was able to uh, do the same thing, knocking off Croatia, who made another uh, a surprise run to the semifinals, second straight World Cup. They've been to the semifinals and. There was talk about a potential France-Croatia rematch of the World Cup final, like it was four years ago. That's not going to happen this time, but but I digress. And I I think France is the better team, and and I think France has been the best team in the entire tournament. And that the way they were able to uh, to win games, but uh, especially in the quarterfinal against against England, that and then. Um, in the semifinal against Morocco, so 
I think France is the better team. I think it's going to be a 2-1 final on Sunday from, from Qatar to finish up the World Cup. Alrighty then, here we go. It is NFL picks against the spread for week 15 of the National Football League. So, let, let us recap how I did last week. And last week was... Eh. I went 7-6 and six straight up, 6-7 six and seven against the spread. I'm now 132-74-2 on the season against the spread. And 108-94-6 um, against the spread. 132-74-2 uh, was actually the straight-up department. And we've got 16 games on the schedule. Everybody has used their bye weeks. Six teams are, are... The last six teams coming off their bye weeks are coming off their byes to play this week. So without any further ado, let's go to the game on Thursday Night Football between the... San Francisco 49ers favored by three and a half. They are on the road in Seattle taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I, I could see a scenario where the, the, the Seahawks um, lose the next two or three weeks. And I think it starts right here. I'll take the 49ers. I think the 49ers, talent-wise, when you look at that defense, I just think this is a terrible matchup. For San Francisco, there are uh, Seattle season lows in rushing yards and points scored. Both came against San Francisco in Week Two against the, that amazing defense with Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and and Jimmy Ward and company. They've all been outstanding, and I I just think this is going to be a game where the 49ers will continue to to roll here. I'll take the 49ers to win this game, 21 to 10. The Minnesota Vikings, they are four and a half point favorites at, at home taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this was a tricky game to pick, but I'm going to grab the points with Indianapolis because they've had um, a, more than half the time uh, Minnesota had to get ready for this game. And, and Indianapolis is coming off its bye week. But I just think the Vikings are going to get it done. I think they're going to find a way to win at the end. I think they, uh, the roster is average. And that they and their point differential, it doesn't exactly line up to being a ten-win team, and that that's a credit to Kevin O'Connell for formulating plans to win games, and 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 thus I'll take the Vikings to win and cover. They'll win this game twenty-six to twenty-three over the the Indianapolis Colts. So I'll grab the points. Um, in this one. The Cleveland Browns, they are at home in Deshaun Watson's first home start as the as the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. The Browns come into the day as two and a half point favorites taking on Tyler Huntley or Josh Johnson and the Baltimore Ravens. And I, I just think Cleveland has a better roster right now and and I know Cle Cleveland did not play well, but that was a credit to Cincinnati and their defense. But I'm going to take the Browns. I think Deshaun Watson is, is getting more comfortable. And especially, I think, his connection with David Njoku has been has been really solid so far. And particularly, uh, Njoku had his best game of the season against Cincinnati on Sunday. Seven catches 
and a touchdown. I'll take the Cleveland Browns to win and the Browns to cover. The Buffalo Bills, I mean, the, my final score, by the way, in case you're wondering, is 27-20 for the Cleveland-Baltimore game in favor of Cleveland. This was one of the toughest games of the whole year to pick. The Buffalo Bills are at home, favored by 7.5 points, taking on the Miami Dolphins. Now, the reason why I say it's difficult, because it's a game in the division, it's a game... Uh, where where the Bills, uh, where one team is a seven and a half point favorites. And I don't feel great about this because I don't think Josh Allen has been MVP like Josh Allen the last couple of months. I, because they've, they've skated by on, on occasions, over, uh, especially the last three weeks with, with barely getting by Detroit. Good team though. So that they score 24 against the Patriots, maybe because the Patriots are terrible and they and they, and they were playing terrible, and then and then they only score 20 against the Jets. But it's a credit to to Buffalo. But in this instance, I'm going to take Buffalo to win and cover because you know, because the environment is going to be so difficult for Mike McDaniel, Tua, and his Dolphins team to. To, to get out of there with the victory, I'll take the Bills to win 25-15 to 15 over the Miami Dolphins and cover the spread. Now let's go to the Sunday games as the Carolina Panthers. They are at home, favored by 2.5 points at home, taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I, I, I could not circle Carolina fast enough. I think Carolina... Has done a really nice job over the last uh, the last five uh, the last couple of months after Steve Wilkes took took over and look Steve Wilkes deserves a chance to coach a full year for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, there there were there were some questions about him being a good coach after what ha what transpired in Arizona, but in the end, I think the Panthers are the better team. I think the defense has been better. J C Horn has been outstanding against past defense. Uh, uh, against the past defense all year, that that in any other year he would be uh, he's he's certainly going to be in the conversation for second team All Pro at the cornerback position. I think that's been lost in the shuffle with with everything going on here. So I'll take the Panthers to win twenty one to seventeen and cover the two two and a half point spread. The Philadelphia Eagles they are at are are nine point road favorites. Take it on the Chicago Bears, and look, Jalen Hurts going up against that Bears defense is such an unfair matchup here, and and Philadelphia has been playing at a high level with uh you have the the Jalen Hurts and that defense, and then you have Philadelphia's defense, the uh, one of the best that um Mr. Justin Fields has seen all year, uh but but I think the big thing why I think it's going to be a little bit closer than. Uh, than what I originally had was so the, the Eagles have had a little bit of trouble stopping the run. We'll see. Uh, uh, we we saw with Jordan Davis what he's able to do and the impact he can have. But I'll take the Eagles to win this game, 31 to 16 over over the Chicago Bears. The Kansas City Chiefs they are 14 point road favorites against the Houston Texans. Now. Kansas City is vulnerable, and, and that's why I don't think Kansas City is on the level of Buffalo and Cincinnati in terms of teams that can be on the Super Bowl conversation right now. Now, Mahomes can, can, can unleash some magic here and, and make things happen, but, I, but for now, I'll take the Chiefs 
to win the game 27 to 17 uh, on 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 Sunday against Dallas. Dallas has had trouble uh, protecting the football. Kansas City has had trouble protecting the football at times. So I think that's why I, I'm going to grab the point here with the Houston Texans in in this ball game and win tw- and lose 2017 to Kansas City. The Dallas Cowboys, they are on the road as four and a half point favorites in Jacksonville in Duval County, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm going to take the Cowboys to win. I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover. I thought Jacksonville was tremendous in their victory against Tennessee. I think uh, he's going to put, uh, put up a, cu- a couple of po- uh, points here and there, but in the end, I'll take the Cowboys to win this game 31-21 to over Jacksonville. The New Orleans Saints are four-point home favorites against the Falcons, each team coming off bye weeks. But I'm going to take the Falcons to win this game. Now, I think the Falcons have the better head coach. I think Desmond Ritter getting the start is needed, and I think he's going to rock and roll Desmond Ritter. Uh, what was uh, to me was was terrific in, in college. Now now he gets a chance to start at the NFL. This is an Arthur Smith special team. Or the, the uh, Terry Fontenot traded up to um, uh, drafted him in the third round of the draft, and, and I think he, I think he's going to shine against against the Saints defense, which which can't catch a cold if um, if uh, not getting the cold was possible. I'll take the Falcons in an upset special. They win. 27 to 23 over the New Orleans Saints. The New York Jets are at home as one-point underdogs against the Detroit Lions, and this is this is a huge game with playoff implications for both teams, and both conferences will be looking into this game and and uh, in terms of the conversation here. But I think the Jets are the better team. I think that they have the better defense, and and they have they they have the recipe. Uh, to take down the Lions, a, a a strong defensive line. We'll see about Quinn and Williams playing. I think that's going to be a big deal. I look, I think that the Jets are going to do everything in their power to get Quinn Williams in there, regardless of the, uh, of where he is. And then on the offensive, uh, and then sticking with the defense we're here, you got the corners and Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed to cover Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark and Jamison Williams, respectively. I think the Jets can pull it out here. I'll take the Jets to win this game 17-12 to over, over the Lions. We got the Denver Broncos. At, um, the Denver Broncos, they are at home favored by two and a half points taking on the Arizona Cardinals. And look... I'm I'm going to pick the Broncos to win. I and which tells you everything you need to know about the the Cardinals here, but Jerry Judy had his best game of the season uh, on uh, against Kansas City um thir- thir- th- 33 fantasy points. I know Jerry Judy fantasy owners were waiting uh, to, uh, were waiting for that the entire time. I'm going to take the Broncos to win this game 19 to 16 over the Arizona Cardinals which shows you everything you need to know in my opinion about about Arizona let's go to Las Vegas and this is another game that they'll keep uh, that AFC teams will keep an eye on the New England Patriots they are a one point favorite just one teeny skinny point on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders and 
I'll, I, I'm going to tell you this. This was the toughest game of the week to pick in terms of picking a winner here. I, I was tempted to pick New England because of Belichick and uh, and uh, and the defense, but so, something is a little off here when it comes to the Patriots. I mean, they, they took advantage of Arizona being terrible. They uh, they took advantage of the of the mistakes they made. But it's, but Matt Patricia is calling the plays for the Patriots and. This is the perfect time to, to to go all out on a defense. The Raiders' defense isn't particularly good, but you have the conservative play calling, and you wonder aloud what's going to happen here. So I'm going to take the Raiders to win this game, and they win this game 23-22 to over the, the New England Patriots. We got the Tennessee Titans uh, uh, on the road as three-point underdogs taking on the Chargers. Chargers favored by three. I'm gonna take Tennessee to win the game. I I still I I know Tennessee has not played well the last couple of weeks, uh, but I I still tr- I trust Mike Rabel uh, in terms of, of coaching decision making, and I also think Derrick Henry is going to go off against one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. I'll take the Titans in an upset special here, twenty-three to twenty-one. Now, I, I the, the 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 matchup between Justin Herbert and that Titans secondary scares me. It absolutely scares me. But I think the team with the better coach and the better defense is going to wind up winning this game. So I, I'll take the Titans to to yank out a, a little mini upset in in this game. The Cincinnati Bengals. They are three and a half point. Favorites on the road in Tampa taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I, I can't stress enough how much I love the Cincinnati Bengals to win and cover this game. I, I think with, with all things being equal here, I'm, I'm going to take the, uh, the, the Bengals to, uh, to win and cover. Because you got Joe Burrow, you got Jamar Chase, you got Joe Mixon. I, the Bengals are beginning to pl- uh, play at, at a more cohesive level than they... Than, than they were previously. So, with, with, with all that in mind, I will take the the Bengals. Not, I don't trust Tampa right now against, against that well-coached Cincinnati team. And it, I'll, it's, this, this game screams 26-16 written all over it. And I, I'll take the Bengals to win and cover. This game, this this game is the game of the week. This game is to me is the most consequential game of the entire season up to date. We got the Washington Commanders at home as four and a half point favorites taking on the New York Football Giants. Now, I was tempted to pick the I was tempted to pick my New York Football Giants in an upset special because the Giants have been in this position before with Brian Dable and. Uh, that they they were they were underdogs of more than a field goal, and yet they found found ways to win games. You look at the Tennessee game, the Green Bay, the Baltimore game, but I'm gonna grab the Giants with the points because because I think because I think this this there's too much that can happen here, but I'll take the Commanders to win this game because I think they have more talent. I think. Uh, the the the, the uh, them getting the extra day of, uh the extra week off in between uh, the, the their Giants games benefits them, 
but I'll take Washington to win this game 27-24. And finally, the Monday Night Football game on ESPN. Remember when everyone thought this would be a potential matchup in the NFC Championship game? The LA Rams are on the road in Green Bay taking on the Packers, and the Packers are favored by 6.5 points. Now, th this was a tri another tricky game to pick. I wouldn't touch it um, if uh, in, in this scenario, but I'll take the Rams to cover because I think six and a half, given Green Bay struggles this year defensively, I think it's a lot. But I'll take the Packers to win the game, twenty-four to nineteen over the the LA Rams, and that's gonna do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. I'll be back here on the podcast next week. So until then, this is John Flynn saying so long, and I'll be back here on the podcast next week. So long, everybody.